Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. Today's guests are Peter and Nancy Goodman Torpe. You may know them best as the husband and wife, producing and hosting team of the Eyes on Success show right here on ACB Radio Mainstream. It airs right before Speaking Out for the Blind. But there are some things that you may not know about Pete and Nancy. According to LinkedIn and the Eyes on Success website, eyesonsuccess.net, Pete is visually impaired and Nancy is sighted. Pete and Nancy both have doctorates in physics. Pete and Nancy retired after working over a quarter century in corporate research at Xerox. Pete and Nancy have two grown kids. And they love hiking, traveling, and music. Pete and Nancy join us to tell us a little bit about their well-rounded lives and their exciting radio show. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind, Pete and Nancy. Hello, Brian. Yeah, hi, and hello to everybody else. Pete, let's start with you. LinkedIn says that you've been visually impaired since birth. Tell us about the cause of your vision loss and how you spoke out in overcoming any childhood challenges. Well, so I was born in the early 50s and I had congenital glaucoma when I was born and they didn't realize that could happen with children. So it went untreated for quite a while. Fortunately, I had a reasonable amount of vision. I was able to read print by holding it very close to my nose, but I did attend a school for the blind until I was in fifth grade. But after that, I attended public schools and my vision really deteriorated after I got out of undergraduate school and I lost most of my vision just before graduate school. You got your Ph.D. in 1979 in engineering physics from the University of Virginia at Charlottesville. Yes, sir. How did you speak out to be accepted into this compatible field and earn this top degree? Well, you know, I guess I always did what I enjoyed. And I enjoyed science and math puzzles. And, you know, eventually that's what someone hired me to do essentially by doing research at Xerox. But I kind of never really considered myself blind, although I was. And I just, you know, did the things I enjoyed, tried to do a good job at them. And, you know, I think when you have proven successes and you show your capabilities to people, it does a lot to convince people, a lot more than words do. I definitely agree with that. And my parents, they've both got their PhDs in engineering. And through them, I understand some of the hard work that they have to do to achieve big things. Nancy, you also got your PhD in physics from the University of Chicago in 1981. And there continues to be this shortage out there of women with advanced degrees in physics. How'd you speak out to earn your degree? You know, Brian, 
I want to thank you for asking that question because this is basically a show about blindness issues. But in this situation, I think there's a lot of parallels. So the years before and during and even after I got my degree, the number of PhDs awarded to women in physics was about 6%. I was in a little tiny minority, much as Pete was as the only blind student where he was a student. When we got to work, we were both little tiny minorities. And neither one of us really had any role models. But I think for each of us, you know, having heard what Pete just said, by just doing what we loved, doing a good job, getting everybody else to recognize that they may not have seen anybody who fit into either of our categories ahead of time, that we were just as competent as they were. My goal, and I think I succeeded in achieving this very well, was to be accepted as another student, another colleague. And the fact that I was female and therefore very unusual really didn't play into it. I managed to get my fellow students and fellow co-workers to accept me as just another person. That's good. I wanted to also point out that I always attribute a lot of my successes to my parents and how they raised me to be independent and overcome challenges on my own and learn how to advocate for myself. You know, of course, I always had that support network. They helped when I needed help and pointed me in the right direction when I needed that. But basically, they let me fight my own battles. And I think those are important skills to learn, to advocate for yourself, to overcome your own challenges. That's eventually what anybody has to do in life, sighted or not. And I don't have any physical or visual disabilities. But again, being in this little tiny minority, my parents instilled all of the same things in me. And I think it was a big help for me, too. This is a good time now to get into Eyes on Success. The Eyes on Success website, eyesonsuccess.net, says that you two started doing the show back in January of 2011. What inspired you both to begin this program? We were actually volunteering at our local public radio for one of their fun drives, and someone came in and saw that, oh, there's a blind guy working a computer and, and managing this all by himself. And it turned out it was the director of the FM radio and also the radio reading service. And they had some issues with one of their employees working there who couldn't work the software that they were newly acquiring. And they asked if I could help. And I wound up actually developing some JAWS scripts for them so they could upgrade the entire studio to the new software to accommodate this. Eventually, Nancy became a volunteer reader for the radio reading services. And eventually, the program director said, you know, you guys speak very well. You're very knowledgeable about technology and what's going on in the blindness community. Perhaps you should do a weekly radio show. And that's how we got started. We originally started doing the programs in the studio down there. And, um, you know, we later began doing it at home, out of our own home, as we do now. Which station was this? WXXI Reach Out Radio. Where are they located? In Rochester, New York. That's amazing. Yeah, so now we're hosting and producing the entire show from our home, but through a cooperative venture with our local station, they distribute our show through the IAAIS services to many, to many radio reading services throughout the U.S. and Canada. And then we also give our show to 
places like ACB Radio, The Global Voice, and other places, and then host the podcast for our international listeners and people who would rather listen to a podcast. And a lot of people are in need of those on-demand services. The former name of the show was called Viewpoints. Why did you change the name in 2013 to Eyes on Success? You may not believe this, but we kind of inadvertently learned that the name Viewpoints had been trademarked by another totally unrelated half-hour weekly radio show and podcast, and they were talking about politics or something. But the intellectual property attorney that we spoke with felt that that was too closely related. And we actually contacted the other people and asked if it was okay if we used the name because the topics were different. And they said, no. So we needed a new name. And that's where the challenge came in because we needed a name that wasn't trademarked for anything at all related. And we needed a website domain and we wanted a Twitter feed and a Facebook page and on and on. And of course, all the good names had been taken. So we kept thinking and thinking and thinking. And for every single one, we had to do searches to make sure that all of those were available to us. Yeah, that's a good point. The half-hour weekly radio show you've got talks about daily living tips, services, and products for people with vision loss. What are some of the best services, products, and daily living tips that you've covered on the show? So as you mentioned, we tried to cover a range of topics from human interest to new research to new products, etc. And we've had a lot of fun meeting interesting people around the world, some interesting professions that you wouldn't normally think blind people would be involved in, like an oceanographer who was a principal researcher on an ocean vessel. Uh, we've talked with people who have been visually impaired, who have hiked the Appalachian Trail almost 2,000 miles from beginning to end alone. And I think really we've been fascinated by almost every single episode, but I think some of the ones that are a little bit special in more of a touchy feely way are when somebody will contact us and ask a question and we realize they're not the only ones who have this question and, and the answer could be important to them. So one day an old friend contacted us and he said, well, I can see just fine now, but I just got a diagnosis and in six or eight years I'll be blind. What should I do to prepare? We're like, well, Craig, that's a really good question. And so we thought about it. We put together an episode like that. We got another phone call. You know, I've been blind for decades. I'm doing great with that, but I just had a sighted baby. How do I deal with being a blind parent of a sighted baby? Okay. You know, we, we had one experience like that, two kids, one blind parent. So we put together an episode on that. And some of these ones that really come from the heart are a little special to me, at least. And just sharing these stories of people doing very successful things and leading very enjoyable lives in unusual ways, just to open up people's thinking about what can be done. You know, there's a lot that can be done. People don't need to be discouraged. So it's it really gives us a lot of pleasure to share those stories with other listeners. And back to the name of the show, how we finally settled on Eyes on Success, is really the theme of the show is all about success. And whether it's a product 
that'll help you achieve what you want to achieve, a service that'll help you get to where you need to be, or one of these human interest stories where somebody has managed to succeed at either their career or their pastime, and whether it's anything from woodworking to knitting to engaging in martial arts with weapons, totally blind, um, you know, just knowing that somebody else can do it will help the next person to say, well, if that person can do it, maybe I can. And so it's all about succeeding as an individual, however you define that term. And inspiring, too. And I think that's what both of our shows, our objective mission is to do just that, to get the listeners to be able to change their lives and improve their lives so that they can have better lives. We got to talk about a few of your recent episodes. On one of your recent episodes on April 20th, you interviewed both NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me host, that's the NPR game show, his name's Peter Sagel, and IBM Blind accessibility engineer Eric Manser about how they ran the Boston Marathon together. Briefly tell us the story of how a famous public radio host and a blind accessibility engineer met and trusted each other and ran this big city marathon. Well, of course, if you want to hear the whole story, you should go back and listen to that episode of Eyes on Success. But Eric was lucky. He's very active in the blind community in Boston and in the running scene. He's actually a triathlete. And so he needed a sighted guide to run the Boston Marathon. And somebody from the Massachusetts Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired contacted Peter Sagel, who it turns out also is a writer for Runner's World. He's run many marathons himself and said, hey, would you like to be a celebrity guide? They didn't meet until the night before the marathon. So they worked it all out on the fly as it were. And, you know, they just assumed they had to trust each other and trust each other. They did. And as Peter Sagel pointed out, they had 26.2 miles to work it out. And by the end, they pretty much had it worked out. And they actually ran the Boston Marathon together the following year as well. One of the other interviews that you did was with blind Supreme Court Justice Richard Bernstein, he's from Michigan. I interviewed him once on my show as well. You separated his interview into two shows. One was about employment issues affecting the visually impaired, and another one was talking about his career as a blind judge. What about his life as a blind judge, and what about employment issues briefly did you share with listeners? Well, his show was quite interesting. We had a lot of feedback from listeners questioning the amount of support that he got, you know, as he went through his education and even as an attorney. On the one hand, he talks about employment. It's not too difficult to make things accessible employment-wise for the visually impaired. On the other hand, he has an entire extra person dedicated to him to help him deal with some of the printed material that judges have to um, deal with. So we had a lot of interesting feedback from users about that. And I'm a little disappointed we didn't get the opportunity to delve a little bit more into that. You know, but basically he did the things you need to do, worked hard. I think he's a very hard worker. And, you know, this is what he wanted to do. And you find ways of doing what you want to do. 
And I thought one of the most interesting things about how he campaigned for state Supreme Court justice was he attacked the elephant in the room head on. He didn't want people on the other side making snide remarks. And his slogan was blind justice for Michigan. And he would show up at every event and say, yeah, I'm blind, but I'm a successful lawyer. And here are my credentials. And don't worry about it. I've got the reading thing figured out. And obviously the voters of Michigan figured that was good enough. That's right. Yeah, I interviewed him about his life and a little bit about what he does on the job. How can our listeners listen to the Eyes on Success program and learn more about the show? You mentioned there's uh, lots of ways to listen. Well, there are. I mean, first of all, as I said, we're carried through many radio reading services throughout the U.S. and Canada. We're available on a number of streaming services, such as ACB Radio, The Global Voice, iBlink Radio, and then also available as a podcast. If you go to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net, you'll find all that information as well as a link to how you can subscribe to our podcast using various different devices in various different ways. And one of the other things you'll find on our website is the entire archive. And so in five and a half years, times 52, that's, you know, 300-ish episodes and counting so far, we have never repeated an episode. We're very proud of that. And so you can... Of course, if you want, scroll down through 300-ish episodes. That would get tedious, but we've got a search feature on there. So we've done shows on a number of themes if you're interested in education or science or employment or uh, sports. You can find what episodes we've done that cover topics like that. And if you want to have some real fun, type pioneer into the search field and you'll come up with the episodes that we did with Dean Blasey and Ted Henter and Jim Fruchterman and on and on and on. And these people have all been so generous with their time. It's been wonderful. So we made that search tool, as Nancy said, to make it easy for people to find shows of interest because we've covered a wide range of topics, almost anything you're interested in. So you can put in a keyword, you can put in a show number, and that will find a host of shows with links to the audio and show notes for that episode. The other thing we do is also for every show, we put up show notes for that show. So if you miss links, contact information, resources, et cetera, that are in the audio, you can go to the show notes for that episode and find all of those links. And they're very, more, they're very much more accessible in that format. When you're not in front of the mic, you've got two grown kids. You love music. You love to hike, and you do love to travel together. Tell us more about these leisure pursuits. Well, I'm actually uh, the leader of a jazz trio in town. I play the piano, and we have a bass player and a piano. Uh, we have a bass player and a guitar player, and we play standards from the 30s and 40s, and do that at a number of senior residents around town because it's, this is just the music that those folks grew up with, and it's a lot of fun. We find a lot of enjoyment from that. 
another thing we spend a lot of time at is volunteering in the local elementary school through a program that Xerox runs where they give us all of the equipment and a lesson plan and we go in and teach science lessons to the fourth graders. And, you know, these kids get so excited about it. It's really wonderful to see. And so we're hoping to at least teach them that science can be fun and hopefully some of them will stick with it and they'll turn it into a nice career. How fun. We, like you said, we enjoy music. We enjoy hiking. We just walked to lunch today, which, you know, we do that pretty frequently to the local joints around here. But this was about 10 or 11 miles round trip. And we thought that was fun. That way you can burn off lunch before you've had it. (laughs) And burn it off again. We're pretty active. And when we're we're not doing that, we spend time at the gym to uh, stay fit and trim. And then we go out hiking out the southwest we love hiking in the deserts and mountains of the southwest and in addition to the two grown children one of them just made us grandparents so our next trip coming up soon we'll be going out to michigan to visit the grandbaby and um we'll stop in canada on the way and do some traveling and sightseeing and and having other fun congratulations thank you that's exciting is there anything else you'd like to add um, so there are a number of ways people can connect with us. They can connect with us on Twitter at Eyes on Success. No. Oh, good. <laughs> well, you do the connection part. Good. Okay. So there are a number of ways people can connect with us. We have the website, www.eyesonsuccess.net, that you already mentioned. On Facebook, they can find us as Eyes on Success. On Audio Boom, if anybody's into that. We're also Eyes on Success. And on Twitter, in spite of claiming that we found that all the names were available when we were searching for a new name, it turned out somebody had already taken Eyes on Success. So we're underscore Eyes on Success on Twitter. And if people have questions for us or suggestions for future shows, comments, etc., they can always connect with us by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Wonderful. And we're going to put up the link to your show website and the Facebook and Twitter pages and your email address as well to the speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com website, if that's okay with you. Oh, please do. So, Pete and Nancy, I think it's very awesome that we're all using radio as a medium here to inform, entertain, and inspire the blind to improve their lives to the fullest, and indeed, go for their dreams. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, thank you for having us on. All right, before we go, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind, or Speak Out for the Blind. And I have a new email address. That address is Speak out at acbradio.org. You can also check out my website. That's speaking out for the blind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. And the show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash for dash the dash blind. That's all for this episode of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out.
Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Thursday night at 9 p.m. on ACB Radio Interactive, it's Global Beat with Ann Sylvia. I know you're never going to believe this, but before I started listening, I was kind of a pathetic sad sack. The thing you really learn from Ann's show is the pronunciation of a lot of international words. Switch, switch, squish. We're going to switch, switch gears right now, but before that. So, as Ann always likes to say. Yeah, that came out at 63. If you enjoy spending an evening listening to a wide variety of music, including classic jazz, salsa, reggae, Hawaiian, Brazilian jazz, plus much, much more, tune into Global Beat every Thursday from 9 to midnight Eastern, 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific. And don't forget to catch Global Beat on demand at www.acbradio.org slash Global Beat. So, if you're kind of a pathetic sad sack, maybe you should be listening. That's every Thursday night from 9 to midnight Eastern on ACB Radio Interactive. Do you use an iOS device? ACB Link connects members and friends of the American Council of the Blind. With ACB Link, access valuable resources. Get push notifications designed to keep you in the know about late-breaking news items of value to ACB members and friends. Easily and conveniently connect to the ACB state and special interest affiliates of your choice. Be informed and entertained by the programming available from ACB Radio's various channels. Play ACB podcasts on demand and gain valuable information that focuses on dealing with sight loss, whether you're facing vision loss yourself or have someone in your life who is. ACB Link is intuitive, easy to use, and fully accessible. Download it today from the App Store, be in the know, and enjoy what ACB has to offer through ACB Link. You're listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, the talk of the blind community. ACB Radio Mainstream. 